Hello everyone. Welcome to the new episode of Vani's podcast series. In this series, we cover business economy and related contemporary issues and we discuss these issues with our amounts of nativity including students, faculty and others. The COVID-19 pandemic has affected all four walks of life. Be it industries working, operating environment for corporate professionals or the realm of education. So the theme for our today's discussion is future of management education in India post covid opportunities and challenges we are honored to have our honorable director sir professor narayan ramamurthy with us to share his views on the on the theme welcome sir and thank you so much for your valuable time thank you sir as i talked about in the introduction part the pandemic has set new novels for uh, every field so what are what do you think are the major challenges for the future managers entrepreneurs and management education institutions that's a good question uh, i actually see some uh, a first for my covid 19 pandemic um, because it paralyzed most of the economic sectors uh, including education did create uh, some innovative uh, opportunities uh, for uh, education uh, sector And also for entrepreneurship. For example, like here in India, I have read a lot of uh, housewives who were not doing anything, right, found the opportunity during COVID to start online businesses you know, using the supply chain um, the challenges that companies are facing. So I expect that these type of uh, it's not only really one, but you know many other uh, stories we have, like including, for example, someone who sourced yarn. right from during the covid time by sitting in uh, mumbai yes. and you know she has grown and introduced a four five crore business uh, for an so in terms of a broad opportunity the covid taught us like you know there are different ways we can still function without actually going into the physical world uh, same thing with education i think most of us completely concluded uh, some of the institutions that we did two years of education only online and whereas I am a Mr. Vidori uh, about half of that or less than half of it in online the rest goes off why so there are uh, opportunities that uh, uh, these challenges can pose uh, for business people uh, for educational institutions and what i see some of the uh, lessons we learned such as working from home managing uh, the supply chain these things may actually become permanent feature of the future um take on yes so that i would say we likely stay okay so that itself is a uh, uh, for management education we can also mention that like you know how do we impart those type of uh, like working from home and managing our workforce uh, who are uh, dispersed or even paper students not coming to class or having a face to face interaction with still you know to develop the soft skills so we did that once i think you know that's something we can carry forward into the future uh, as a management school i definitely there are so many things uh, even we as the students experience and uh, definitely the things will uh, work for the futures so so there are a lot of rumors around the new ai based chatbot chat gpt like in a recent article which i was reading uh in economic times it was compared with the calculator which is supposed to make the life easy and uh, more efficient 
but at the same time uh, most many of the school districts in us are banning it because of cheating concern so what are your thoughts on this how it will impact the management students and b schools uh, how can b schools leverage its full potential see this is true of any technology you know even before this uh, chat gpt and others like we did have uh, internet okay by the school system like a high school or elementary school or uh, higher learning institutions like us see what we are trying to do is to help students learn okay. now if ai and others can actually do it you know why do we need uh, employees why do we need students okay. so as long as these tools are available for uh, for enhancing the learning Right. As so let's honestly think, there are different people who have different uh, learning styles. Some of them may not be able to get the concepts in class in that one hour. If they want to go back home and do additional research, use this at GPT or the AI or machine learning tools to uh, even watching YouTube, right, and learning something, right, that is perfectly okay. I think it should be. Uh, because it was the ultimate goal is that we have to educate everybody should learn uh, to the extent possible we are doing all of them at the same level playing field. In terms of why the schools are banning, well, the second part of your question, why U.S. schools are banning, it is a different dimension. Um, it is to prevent cheating. Okay. So I have no issue if a student learns outside, comes and demonstrates his knowledge in an assessment situation, either through exams or presentation or whatever it is, then we can say, look, you know, the student has learned what he or she is supposed to learn. Um, it is like using um, uh, cheating papers and exams. For obviously, is any different from, you know, the older days where students used to have what we call as the big papers, you know, where the answers are written, um, you know, the points are taken. So I think that's why. In terms of challenges for the management uh, or any education, this one is that we have to come up with more innovative ways of assessing student learning, knowing very well that these tools are available and these can potentially be used as a know, cheating mechanism. Okay. So, ultimately, the question is are we awarding degrees to the students or are we awarding degrees to chat JPT or other uh, AAML tools? So, that's a, it will boil down to that question. Start. There are challenges associated with adapting new technology, yes. and uh, it is always a two-way sword. Yes. It can be used both ways. Yes. Sir, uh, UGC has recently announced uh, new draft norms for uh, facilitating the top university to set up campuses in India. And uh, as per the draft, those universities will be given autonomy for devising their own curriculum and their fee structure as well. So, how will it impact our current education ecosystem, especially the higher education in the country? I do see a few, uh, I mean, I have read that draft of UGC. I mean, there are some issues still we have to wait and see how we can. So, for example, one of the requirements is that the faculty teaching there must spend substantial time in India. Whether uh, it will be done by them or not, you know, how we ever enforce it, uh, the monitoring and so on and so forth, or not. There are different uh, type of questions. I think the second thing is like, you know, whether we have students uh, in India who are willing to join those institutions uh, 
where they have their own selection procedure, fee structure, and all that. Um, is again another question that we have to wait and see how it uh, ends up. Uh, for example, like if you send someone to US or UK or Germany for higher studies, it's not just, I mean, learning is not just simply about the whether you pass the subjects or uh, get the degree. It's a holistic experience where you live, interact with people. Now, we are sending, uh, say, parents in India are sending their children to abroad. They are not just sending them for the course content or methodology, but also for the living and learning experience. Now, when those institutions come here, right again, that part of the diverse cultural learning, those things will be, will not be there. Yes. Well, you know, maybe most sitting students. Yes. So, I do see the two types, you know, there are people who are cost conscious and all that, they may uh, send their children to study the Indian institutions and others may send to the parent institution of the whole country. So that's something we have to wait and see how it uh, comes up. In terms of the education landscape, you know, when, if and when these things take place, you know, it can actually post challenges for, it will create a competitive environment for uh, Indian uh, higher education students, meaning okay. um, we sort of forced up our uh, quality and uh, our perceived quality or actual quality, whatever you want to call it, to the international standards, right? You know, which may also have impact on how we design our curriculum and deliver it. So that so it can actually help the Indian education sector. The benchmark is the best, uh, some of the best, or uh, internationally ranked institutions, so that you know we also rise up to the level. Yes, a competitive uh, environment will definitely boost our issue now, push them to level their raise their level. Yes. So, uh, on similar lines, a lot of Indian universities and management institutes are exploring collaboration with foreign universities. So, on similar lines, is there a scope for building uh, synergy among Indian institutions and universities also? See, of course, yes, I would say. Uh, for example, like, you know, in India, uh, some of the specialized institutions are created, like IITs for uh, technical education, IIMs for government education. We have our own unique skills, and IITs have their own unique skills. Yes. So, similarly, NITs and other med schools. Um, we have, and actually, I am Amritsar, we have entered into a MOU with IIT Roper to offer a MSc data science program commencing next year, um, which will be a residential. Um, students spend one year, the first year in IIT Roper, the second year in IIM Amritsar. Um, we capitalize on their technical skills, and we are, at the same time, we also um, they capitalize on our management skills so that students uh, presumably get a much better education than just focusing either on the technical or management side. Uh, we have also entered into MOU, a joint degree program with NIT Jalandhar, the integrated five-year VTEC MBA program. So where the students spend four years uh, in NIT Jalandhar and uh, the last year they come to us, and when, the, when they are actually in NIT Jalandhar, in addition to doing the NIT courses, they will also, I mean, like some of the, uh, they will also cover some of the courses from us. 
So it will integrate a five-year B.Tech MBA program. So I do uh, see that other institutions like IIM Indore and uh, IIT Indore, they have such collaboration. And I do see most of these uh, things likely taking place. Um, most of these agreements, uh, joint uh, programs and all their collaboration taking place among the Indian higher education institutions. I mean, NAP 2020 also uh, encourages this collaboration. Yes, sir. Even the previous IITs, I am like, uh, and RIT, uh, Karakpur, and RSI, that they also conduct a program, and there is uh, that program is running really soon. And we hope that a similar program, similar shoots down with other similar programs. Sir, uh, according to the World Bank data of 2022, 65% uh, of the population is still rural, and most of them are marginalized and deprived of many opportunities. So, how can we make the management education more inclusive to address these challenges? See, I think the NEP also, for example, has the goal of increasing the gross enrollment ratio and all that in higher education. So, it is true, it's not just for India. Uh, even uh, the so-called Arab countries like U.S. and all that is a digital divide like a lot of people living in the rural areas may not have access to the education system. I think that is where, for example, we do see that uh, uh, technology can actually come in handy. You know, because affordability is there. Some people may not be able to send their children to the uh, urban area to live and learn. So that is why we have uh, Many of these, uh, 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 like you know, the ed tech companies are there, and then uh, learning management systems are there, which can be used um, to reach out to a broader audience. And that should be made because you know, I think there is a wealth of uh, talent in the rural areas which are untapped. And uh, if we have to really make uh, India a great place, uh, for manufacturing or service or any such thing. You know, we have to tap into the rural uh, population and the talent that is residing there. Uh, definitely, sir. Like, uh, most of, so many students are coming from rural background and reaching to both these top institutions. So the reach is increasing. That's the only thing is that we need to make more people having these things accessible to them. So, sir, uh, now coming to I am on this, sir. So what role Amamasa has been playing for preparing the future leaders and entrepreneurs for the challenging times ahead? What are the major offerings from our side for different level corporate professionals? I think in the past uh, three years I can speak about, you know, that uh, rather than just focusing on one MBA program that we have introduced specialist programs and analytics and HR. Um, we also have the executive MBA program to reach out to uh, about working adults, you know, who cannot uh, afford are unwilling to leave their job and then uh, go for a full-time degree program. We'll be graduating the first batch uh, next month, uh, sorry, in April. Yes. And uh, next year, we are also launching a program in Delhi, NCR, um, the weekend MBA program for the Delhi market for working adults. Uh, we introduced for the young rural uh, uh, population. You know, we introduced a government certificate program in uh, data sciences. Uh, I think that batch will be graduating in March. And we just launched two long duration certificate programs for data management uh, and uh, data science um, 
just a week ago. Uh, these are virtual, so students anywhere from uh, the country or world can learn. Okay. Um, we do have a few more uh, uh, skill development uh, courses or programs being uh, developed and ready to be launched in the next few months. So, well, I mean, we are doing a variety of things to target plus executive education. We have been um, running a lot of executive education programs for creating uh, uh, both public sector and private sector companies yes. uh, in the past two, three years. So we are trying to uh, reach out to uh, the educational needs, uh, skill development needs of the country uh, across various levels. We are trying out what we can um, do given our uh, constraints. Uh, definitely, sir. Amazon has a very wide portfolio of offerings, and uh, even the industries, I think uh, they are recognizing us and uh, they are uh, putting that trust in us. And I hope the things will continue in the future as well. So, sir, as the selection process uh, is going on for the next batch of students at different pay schools, and there is a large pool of students who is aspiring to be part of Amazon Lister as well. So, what is your message for them, and what makes Amazon Lister stand apart among its peers? I don't want to go into the uh, extent of saying that you know, we stand apart from the rest because you know, each institution has its own unique uh, uh, culture. You know, they have their own unique identity and we are trying to develop our own unique identity. In fact, somebody asked me why we are not part of the CAP program uh, just a week ago. And I said, no, that we want to control, right? We want to people like you know, who we think will assimilate uh, our values. Yeah, I mean, our thing is igniting possibilities. We want to do it for everyone, like regardless of race, gender, um, economics, or socioeconomic status, and so on and so forth. And uh, based on each year, we also like you know, look at, uh, we take an introspection as to what worked for us and what uh, did not work for us and what we need to uh, make a change. Um, I mean, there are different institutions offering different programs. Uh, I would tend to believe that they are only of equal quality. I think, you know, here we are trying to uh, also like develop leaders with a humanistic uh, perspective, like people with wisdom and integrity. Um, so there are various things that we look for. Um, I mean, uh, if you draw an analogy, like you know, you may have several girls wanting to marry you, but you marry only one, and the question comes, why worry this uh, person, right? Then there is something that goes on between them, like you know, the alignment of values and you know, so on so forth. The same thing we are really looking at here. Um, we have uh, grown, uh, we are growing, and uh, both our outreach and our uh, the lot of activities that we do. Um, I think we only had a few conclaves in the past few years. Now, for example, we have expanded the learning opportunities, the extracurricular activities, uh, like e-summit, you know, the leadership block. So, to help students learn, um, or become better leaders for the future, you know, we are trying well, a variety of things that probably some others may or may not be out there. So that is why the students have really looked at and see, like, I mean, it's I am a knowing what they are, the various things that they are doing, 
and you know considering my own value system is this the right place yes. that's what i would say okay. we don't want any student to come see a dust ball placement i think placement is only one aspect of it um but you know the overall dialogue uh, just conclude you know a few years down the road nobody is going to say like you know which institute you graduated from you know but then after it is only like you know who you are how you define yourself what uh, you have ident- uh, what identity you have created for yourself what you have accomplished what uh, significant contributions you have made these are the things I, and i believe that we do prepare students with that type of mindset yes Uh, definitely sir sir as the interviews are going on for the new batch and uh, two years back i was on the similar uh, position so uh, at this stage students tend to uh, get nervous about uh, their preparations are they well prepared or not what are the sometimes they are not clear about what are the expectations uh, of the p schools from them so if you can put some light uh, on that like uh, that would help uh, your word will help a great deal to the aspiring students I think you know what I would say one has to be very self confident. That's the most important thing. And uh just to give you a little story about ourselves, you know one of my batchmates in uh, from Excelar in the 80s, he was telling me, you know, that about this uh, cat and all that. And uh you know, he was saying you know now probably we won't make it. I said, "Look, you know why do you think so because still in our days there's no coaching centers." no model exams or whatever the so even for the accelerated uh, admission test when you go there you know the type of questions that came were completely new yes. i mean it was something that not like a, a theory question that you learned in high school or college yes. you know your answer yes. and it was purely like raw uh, what do you call uh, talent i would say at that time the intelligence whatever you got it is what they pressure the thing is uh, say with the introduction you don't know whether they were asking about politics or uh, economics or uh, social issues or whatever it is and uh, most of i mean what we really are looking for is for people it's not an absolute right or wrong answer in my opinion i can't speak for the faculty or doing the interview but what we are really looking for is the creative ways like you know uh, uh, what, how the students do yes uh the confidence level so what i my advice is just be yourself um just go there uh, don't get stressed out because it will show up on your interview relax and just be self confident okay if it comes you will be basically surprised when uh, if you get admission or something like that you know that oh, i didn't think i did well on the interview but why i got the uh, admission or why i got a job the same way okay yeah. Yeah, it happens, sir. Uh, so, thank you so much for your valuable time and for sharing such insightful thoughts with us. I think uh, all our listeners will get benefited from it, and especially the uh, new aspiring students. They will feel uh, more confident, and they might have better know a few more things about our Amritsar and what uh, unique things we are offering and what sort of culture we have here. And uh, it's a huge learning opportunities for everyone including me to have this one to one discussion with honorable director sir and once again thank you so much thank you